Hi folks, Bob Main here with another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. This is a practical show done by a practical guy, that's me. As you know, I don't come from a law enforcement or military background or gunsmithing or anything like that. I'm just an everyday guy taking my Second Amendment rights very seriously. So this is episode 495 on January 15th, 2020. So this year in 2020, I plan on bringing you a lot more interviews, more than I did last year in 2019. So this is really pretty much the very first interview of 2020 and uh, it's it's really special folks my guest coming up right now brent yamamoto with suarez international is going to talk about pistol ground fighting and a lot of people don't realize that many times if you're in a fight uh, it, it it's going to go to the ground as a matter of fact you know a lot of us use the term gunfight well what is the root word of gunfight it's it's not gun the root word is fight it's a it's a fight and so the fight may not always be involving the gun right away or even maybe never but if you do have to use your gun while you're on the ground you might you might be tripped you might be knocked down you you might be outnumbered maybe it's 2 on 1 3 on 1 whatever and they get you down to the ground Uh, circumstances might not always allow you to maintain good footing for example so how are you gonna fight when you're on the ground it's a it's a big difference you know I've taken a lot of training classes I've taught a lot of classes as well and I've learned that it's a whole different technique shooting from from the ground whether you're sitting whether you're prone whether you're leaning to one side on your knees whatever or or just flat on your butt because something happened and and it knocked you over and and now you're you're flat on your butt and you got to try to defend yourself and and maybe there are two two attackers maybe there's only only one attacker but he's a whole lot bigger than you are how are you going to handle that what are you going to do and uh, Brent Yamamoto is going to be talking about that coming up real quick. I just want to remind you this show is sponsored by Concealment Solutions, makers of terrific holsters. I own several. I just got a nice Concealment Solutions Cobra outside the waistband for my SIG P365, and that's working out very well. So, If you want a nice, good quality Kydex holster with outstanding customer service, go to concealmentsolutions.com and use the one-word coupon code for a 10% discount. That one word is Handgun World. Handgun World. For a 10% discount when you go to concealmentsolutions.com. So let's get right into it. Brent Yamamoto from Suarez International to talk about pistol ground fighting. Well, I am excited to have my special guest for uh, this episode. I, I, I've had a lot of instructors from Suarez International, and inclu- including Gabe Suarez himself, on, on the Handgun World podcast, but I've never had my next guest. So I want to go ahead and introduce Brent Yamamoto. Brent, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bob. It's nice to be here. Yeah, I appreciate it. I want to tell everybody who's listening to this, this was Brent's idea, and he has a good one. 
He has a good one because never before. I mean, I've been I've been podcasting now uh, for ten years, and I've never had a a subject or a, or a person come on and talk about pistol gunfighting. I'm sorry, ground fighting. Pistol ground ground fighting. Fighting. Yeah, and that's kind of one of your specialties, yeah. right, Brent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pistol ground fighting. Um, well, I, I've been teaching uh, with with Gabe Suarez in, in his organization for around ten years now, and okay. I teach all of the kind of standard pistol and rifle and shotgun classes. But my specialty has always been the the very close work, right? That that integration of hand to hand material and pistol work. Um, so you know, I've got a deep martial arts background. I've been training for martial arts for almost forty years, uh, studying a variety of of, of different disciplines, you know, striking systems, grappling systems, throwing and joint locks, all, all that material. Um, but I've also been a gun person all my life and I have approached firearms training kind of the same way as, as martial arts. Um, because I, I really do believe that, you know, to me, uh, firearms material, it is a martial art. If, if there is one truly American martial art, it's gunfighting. Uh, so that's, that's how I approach it. And, you know, when I was, when I was growing up, I saw the, the martial arts world and the gun world, they, they were really two separate spheres. Um, and it still is that way today. Although it's, you know, I see there's a lot more overlap now, which I think is a really healthy thing. And, and uh, you know, I feel kind of honored to, to, to be helping drive that further. And I guess um, it sounds like what you're teaching is pretty much martial arts with a gun. It, it, it really is. <laughs> it, it really is. Um, you know, you, you've heard that. I'm sure you've heard this. We've all heard this, right? You, you hear the conversations where, you know, a, a, a gun guy will say, hey, I don't need that martial arts stuff because I'll just draw my, my pistol and, and shoot the bad guy. Um, which, yes, that's true. But, you know, that's easier said than done. And, you know, the, the crowd that I run with, uh, if we are within arm's length of you, uh, drawing your pistol is, is going to be a lot more of a challenge than you think. So, you know, there, there's the shooting aspect, but really there's the, you know, to me, it's not about shooting. It's about fighting, whether that's with your hands, a knife, a rifle, a pistol, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a fight. And, I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, well, to me, that's that's what it's all about. And, and I make no bones about that with my students. Uh, in fact, I tell a lot of students because it's true. You know, I, I, I tell them, hey, some of you guys are going to be better shooters than I am, you know, depending on who's there and, and what we're doing that day. But I'm not here to teach you how to shoot. Most people already know that I'm here to teach you how to fight and, and take those shooting skills that you already know and apply them to a gunfight. Yeah, that's a terrific point. So for people who might not know what pistol ground fighting is, why don't you explain to them what pistol ground fighting is and actually why why is it important to know how to fight on the ground with your gun? I've, I've been on the ground with my gun when I took um, um, one of uh, John Payne's force-on-force classes. And, uh, and, mm-hmm. I, and I tell you, it was quite an eye-opening experience and so why don't you why don't you explain the, it was it was a humbling experience too why don't you explain to people why is why is pistol ground fighting important it's well that's what i hear a lot i hear that consistently from students and um you know I, again teaching the suarez international courses we get a lot of repeat students 
So, you know, I've worked with some students who have been through almost as many courses as I have. Uh, so they are very accomplished shooters, very accomplished fighters. Uh, but then they do the pistol ground fighting class with me. And consistently, I hear things like eye opening, humbling, um, because, you know, think of it this way. Imagine you're a guy and you have never even seen a lake in your life, let alone have the opportunity to swim in one. And all of a sudden you get dropped in the middle of a lake. Right. And, and you don't know what to do and you start to panic. You can't even think because you, you don't know even where to begin. Yeah. And that's really what it's like on the ground. Um, you know, for most gun people, for a lot of martial arts people as well, because not everyone is a ground specialist. So at, at a high level, without getting too detailed, the simplest way I can describe it is that pistol ground fighting teaches you how to swim. Okay, it teaches you how to swim in that lake that you've mm-hmm. never seen before. Which your analogy means it's it's the it's the ground fight with your gun that you've probably never been in before or prepared for. Exactly, exactly. And once you've you, you've you've probably heard that old phrase that that Bruce Lee said, right? Where you know he said, before I started training, a punch was just a punch. Uh, once I started training, I realized well, there's a lot more to it you know, a punch is not a punch. It, there's, it's more complicated. And then when I mastered it, a punch was just a punch, right? So it, ah, it's a point. lot like that. When good you, point. When you, when you land on the ground, um, you don't know what you're doing. Uh, it, it's a foreign environment. It's uncomfortable. It's, it's way closer than what you're used to. Mm-hmm. You know, rolling on the ground with your wife may be a lot of fun. It's not so much fun with a guy who's 50 pounds heavier than you, who's, who's trying to hit you, who's trying to choke you out. It's sweaty. It's smelly. Um, it, it's uncomfortable. And people freeze. They panic. They don't know what to do. They don't know Even what to do. They've never prepared for it. They, they haven't. They haven't. And, but once you've prepared for it, once you've learned some of these skills and ideas, uh, then you do find out that, well, it really is just drawing my pistol and shooting the bad guy. The challenge is how do you actually do it? Because it is more complicated. You know, you, I know you're a competitor. Uh, there is a certain amount of pressure on the competition range. Uh, you know, you hear that buzzer go off that, you, you know, your nerves are up and, and you draw fast and, 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 you know, now, you, now you're in that fight, so to speak, but you are not drawing under the same kind of pressure because no one is stopping your draw. No one is punching you while you're doing it. No one is sitting on top of you while you're doing it. You know, you're not being choked. You're not having your hair pulled. You're not having your, your face ground into the pavement. Um, so it's a, it's a very different environment. Uh, once you get used to that environment and you start to see the openings uh, you know, where you have the opportunity to draw the pistol, right? How to create the opportunity. And that, and that's really the biggest key of the course is creating the opportunity to draw your pistol. Now, you know what, Brent? I, I want to interject here because that that mm-hmm. point you just made is a really good one. Um, how how often do you find it that where where pistol fights actually go to the ground? How, first of all, let's talk about that. How often does it go to the ground? Well, I mean, I'll be, I, I'll be honest. I don't know the statistics, but you know, we have all seen those videos on YouTube yeah. of people getting 
you know, getting in a fight on the ground. Um, most of the videos I've seen, it's been a law enforcement officer and someone is trying to take away their pistol. Um, you know, oftentimes those officers get shot because they don't know what they're doing. Um, I, I, I've seen videos where the officer survived, but based on what I saw, it was more out of luck than out of, out of any kind of skill. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I, you know, I hate to, I'm not trying to criticize people who are, who are put into that position and faced with that kind of violence, but it's, uh, you know, it is a problem. It's a reality. Fights do end up on the ground. Uh, not always, but it's, it's definitely, it's very possible. Right. And, and it can happen a number of ways, right? You could, you know, it could be a, a, you know, mixed martial arts is very popular today. Yes, it is. Um, and it, yeah. And even if people, don't, you know, go to a professional martial arts school to learn that material. They certainly watch it on the UFC and the, and people, you know, learn a lot just watching it. They might not be very good at it, but if they're bigger and stronger than you are, you know, they can, they can take you down to the ground and they can hurt you. Um, you know, it, it, it could be a single big guy and, and he just knocks you down. It could be a, you know, some kind of a mob event and, and you get, you know, you get knocked on the ground and now you have four or five people trying to kick you in the face. Uh, it could be as simple as, you know, say something like the, uh, well, force on force, for example, right? You've mm -hmm. done a lot of force on force training. Um, how often did you fall down when you were running, trying to avoid getting shot? Several times. Yeah. So, you know, it, it happens. So right there. Uh, just with your force on force training alone, you, you know, that it happens. Um, and you know, we see people fall on the ground a, a fair amount in force on force and until they really start to, to learn that. And, and for those who don't know, who aren't familiar with force on force training, essentially it's, you know, it's gunfight training with an airsoft pistol or a, a simunition pistol. And it's all about not getting shot. It's about moving and shooting. And, um, and that saves people's lives. You know, I've, I've had students tell me in the past, you know, what you taught me with how to move that saved my life. It kept me from getting shot. But in the process of learning that, you know, a lot of people do fall down because it's, it's new material. Um, and obviously in the real world, you know, shit happens and, and sometimes you're going to land on the ground. And before you know it, you are in a ground fight. And yeah. If you don't have the tools to deal with that, you're in trouble. And it, once you're in the ground fight, you brought it up earlier, then you have to create the opportunity to draw your gun. And I'm glad you said that. So what is that? What is what entails sometimes creating the opportunity to draw? Mm -hmm. Well, number one, you need the space to do so. OK, so if, yeah, if a guy is sitting on you, right, say he's sitting on your on your abdomen. Right. Which is what you see a lot in the UFC. Someone takes, they call it the mount position. Someone sits on you and then they pound your face into the ground. Um, well, it, imagine you're, you're a gun guy and they're doing to that, that to you. Well, they're sitting on your gun. Uh, so it's, it's hard to access that. So you have to be able to know how to move and do multiple things at once. Number one, you have to avoid damage, right? You're trying to, if, if not completely avoid injury, you're at least trying to mitigate it. Yeah. Right. And when you're on the ground, honestly, you're probably going to get hurt. But as, as long as we can minimize that injury, that's a win. Um, 
you know, so you're using your, your arms and your hands to, you know, shield your head as best as you can. Um, if the bad guy is aware that you have a gun, he's probably trying to get it from you. Uh, so it's, this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but you know, if you are an open carry person that he, he clearly knows you've got a gun. Yeah, that's right? a, so forth, that's a say, good point. <laughs> law enforcement officers, you know, that it, that is in that sense, it's a handicap. Um, you know, open carry has, there's good and bad things from a, from a fighting perspective. Um, but with a, a concealed gun, here's the, here's an interesting thing. I, and I've tested this a lot. I carry in uh, appendix and I've tested this with several people where, you know, my gun is concealed and I have them sit on me in that mount position and, and we wrestle around and they even know that I'm wearing the gun, but they can't, they can't necessarily feel it, you know, because okay. there's layers of clothing there. Um, they're, they're kind of focused on, you know, trying to choke me out or throw punches and that kind of things. And, you know, at that moment, I'm not trying to access my pistol. And it's very interesting when you're not going for the gun, they don't necessarily know it's there. Um, but then once but, you do uh, going, try to go back, for it, then they know. The, yes. That's, and then they're going to, the then they're going to try to stop you from getting it. They're, they're going to try and stop you from getting it. So part of the, the goal is to in uh, kind of surreptitiously access that gun, right? You move in such a way that you create the space that you can get the pistol out, right? Because his body might be in the way, your own body might be in the way, the ground can be in the way, depending on the position that you're in. You know, you might not be in your back, you might be on your side or on your belly. Um, so how we use our body, how we move our body can create that space to access the pistol. And ideally, you do it in such a way that um, he doesn't realize you're going for it. Yeah, and that's part of what you um, teach, or probably mostly what you teach in your class, right? Yeah, the, the class teaches a, a bunch of different material. Um, but kind of the bottom line is it, it's about how, ultimately, how do you draw a pistol? Um how do you access it most effectively? And, and that can be hard to do. One of the interesting things that, that I see consistently is, you know, in my class, there is always a mix of there's guys who are martial artists. Some of them have, you know, are, are specialists on the ground, specialists on the ground, and some are not. And then you have gun people. And most of these gun people are not martial artists. You know, you have a few people who have more well, well-rounded skill sets who have, you know, a foot in both camps. But yeah. you know, for the most part, you can split it up in the martial arts people and gun people. And the first day of class, the, the people who have experience on the ground just eat the gun people's lunch. <laughs> the gun people, <laughs> they don't know how to deal with it. Uh, they, they panic. Uh, even guys who are very fit, very strong very competent with their guns. You know, if you have someone uh, big or even not someone, I, I'm only six foot and not even quite 200 pounds. Um, but I know how to, you know, I know how to fight on the ground and I can, I can give someone a very bad day. And, um, you know, I don't do this with all of the students, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the more, um, you know, kind of beginning students, I'm easier on them, but, but the guys who are, you know, who are really the hard chargers who I've trained with before, who I know, you know, they can take it. 
um, you know, I give them a, a bit of harder time. And so I, you know, I'm still being easy on them cause I'm not, I'm not, I'm not killing them, but, um, I give them kind of a glimpse into the nightmare of what it's like dealing with someone who knows how to fight on the ground. And, um, you know, those guys who don't have that ground experience, they just, it, it is a nightmare. They don't know how to deal with it. So on the, on the first day, the, the ground fighters really clean up, but by the start of the second day, yeah, what happens? Those gunfighters, <laughs> they, the, the gun guys, they have started to learn the skills required to, to move, to stay mobile on the ground, to protect their face, to protect and retain their gun, and, and then to access their gun. And so on the second day, the gunfighters just dominate everything. Really? They do? Because... Absolutely. So they turn the tables. Well, now why? Why do the gunfighters dominate the, uh, the 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 martial arts type people? Well, um, you know, no one has um, no one has conquered any territory with their fists alone, right? <laughs> they use tools like like weapons, um, you know, and the pistol really does. Um, it is a great equalizer. You know, I'm a I'm a really good puncher. I've been I've been punching all my life and I can hit harder. I can punch above my weight. You know what? If I have to really get in a fight, I'm, I'm going to use my pistol cause I'm not getting any younger. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that's why, that's why we carry pistols, right? The, the challenge is getting the gun out in the first place. And once the gun guys understand how to do that, well, then it really becomes no different than going to the range and drawing your pistol and shooting targets. It's just that the target is much closer than you're used to. Yeah. But you know, you become comfortable in that environment. And once you've gained some comfort, you have the, the emotional space to think and plan and execute. And you know what the, the, the other problem, maybe getting a little long winded here, but the other problem that the ground fighters have, is that they are playing a ground game because that's what they're used to. They are looking for things like chokes, uh, things like uh, joint locks, you know, different kinds of submissions. And so they are, they are looking for jujitsu solutions to a gunfighting problem. And really the gunfighter is just looking to shoot the bad guy. So then there's a real challenge for the the jujitsu types right there. Yes, it is. It is. Now, you, you know, it's I'm not saying it's easy, but you know, once you've been through the course, uh it it really is an eye-opening course and it um the the thing that I'm kind of proud about the course is it it shows people the the holes in their skill set, but it gives them the tools to for, for how to train and become better over time. You know, you're not going to master this in a two-day course. But um, what I will say is, even if you never practice the material again, you are no longer a fish out of water if you land on the ground. You have enough experience that you, you know some of the things you should do, and, and you absolutely know some of the things you should not do. Okay, let's let's focus on, on this right here. Um Explain to people who really don't have much exposure to what it's like to have to fight with your gun on the ground. 
how do you get into some of these compromising positions? How do you get into a situation where you're a fish out of water, where you can't draw your gun? How, how does that happen? Well, any number of ways, um, you know, again, say that, say the, uh, you know, a reactive gun fight. And, you know, for those that don't know that term, right, the, the bad guy has the initiative and he starts the fight, you know, say that he charges you with a knife. Um, so that's a surprise to you and you do what you should do, which is, you know, bust off the X and, and try to, you know, run to make space and be able to draw your pistol. But, you know, in the course of that, you trip. You know, you hit a curb, you, you slip on, on a rock yeah. and you land on the ground and it, you know, if you've, for one thing, if you don't know how to fall, right, you may injure yourself pretty, pretty good just on the, the fall alone. And then the bad guy, if he gets on top of you and starts, you know, kicking you or stabbing you or, or, you know, pinning you, um, you know, again, a lot of people, they're very familiar with mixed martial arts, even if they don't train it, they see it on TV and so they, they copy what they see. Mm-hmm. Um, so they may not be a very skilled ground fighter, but if, if they're big and strong, they can still hurt you really bad. And if they're sitting on top of you, if they, if they, you know, get you all kind of tied up, um, it can be very hard to access your pistol. And then if you, what I see consistently is that the, the gun guys, they panic, they go for their pistol immediately, but well, let me ask you this. When yeah. you have to draw your pistol from concealment, what what do you do? Well, the first thing you do, nope. if you're drawing your pistol from concealment, you're going to have to probably clear your your concealment garment yep. somehow in some way. Exactly. And I'll bet you the bad guy who is the, the other, your opponent, who's got you on the ground, is, is probably going to have the advantage to not let you clear that cover garment and get your gun, right? Well, it's, it's, it's almost worse than that because the gun guy, you know, who, and, and these are good gun people, right? They know that they're supposed to clear their cover garment, but because they're panicking, they can't think they don't bother with clearing it. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times I see, you know, they, they've got a hold of the grip of the pistol, but there's a, there's a shirt in the way. Yeah. Right. And, and it, and it gets caught and they can't even get the pistol out of the holster. And they don't, again, they're still panicking. They keep doing the same thing that doesn't work instead of, you know, slowing down to think and, and work the problem and recognize, okay, my pistol's caught. Somehow I need, I need to change what I'm doing. And maybe that is accessing a different weapon. You know, maybe that's accessing your knife or, or something else. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a real challenge. The, what I'm, Another thing that I'm trying to do with the course is, is teach people how to think under pressure and, mm, yeah. okay. and use everything at their disposal, right? So, uh, you know, again, when we're talking about gun people, we're, we're so focused on the pistol. But, you know, your hands still work. You can still punch. You can still kick. Um, you know, a, a, I, I think a, a great example for this is, you know, most people carry a spare magazine, right? Right. Well, let's imagine that you've got your pistol out, but the bad guy's on top of you, and he has both of his hands on your gun hand, right? And he's in the process of taking that pistol away, um, which is, you know, that's a bad problem. It's a bad spot to be. But at that moment, 
you know, you have your, your support hand free and your support hand, usually it's your, your backup magazine is stored in a way that your support hand is there to grab it. Well, you know, you can use that, that extra magazine as an impact weapon. You can use that to dig into the other guy's hand to, you know, create enough pain to, to make him let go of it. See, I'll bet a lot of listeners of mine probably never thought of what you just said. Your magazines can also become an impact weapon to get you get you out of a compromised yeah. position to where you can then access your pistol. That's that's exactly right. So, and in, in that there again, that goes back to the, to the crux of this whole issue, right? We want you to think like a fighter, not like a shooter. Yeah, that's that's very important, you know, because. A lot of fighting probably happens if it's on the ground before you can get to your gun. It, uh, yes, it, it does. So there, there is a timing involved, right? Um, the, you know, I always tell people the first rule of a ground fight is don't go to the ground in the first place, right? We obviously want to avoid that. Of course. It's not a good place to be. So if you know that there's a, a thing of lethal force, Right. You you want to you want to probably you're moving, right? Whether it's a proactive or a reactive engagement, you're you're probably moving either to position yourself behind cover or moving out of the way to avoid a knife, to avoid being shot. Um we are accessing our pistol as quickly as we can. Uh so that's the time that's the time to draw. But the problem is, you know, if um if everything was that easy, you wouldn't land on the ground in the first place, right? So it, after you land, if you don't have that pistol out, it's not always the best time to immediately go for the pistol, right? If the guy is on top of you and, and you two are, you know, you're in a grappling match at this point, uh, a, a very serious high-stakes grappling match. Um, if you make it very obvious that you're going for a pistol, well, he's going to recognize that. And now you're in a fight for that pistol. And now, you know, if he is a better, more experienced ground fighter, he's got a really good chance of taking that away from you and using it on you. Yeah, he does. Um, and and so you got to yeah. be able to prevent that from happening. I'm sure you teach people how to prevent that from happening as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about, um, you know, being mobile on the ground, right? How do you position yourself? You know, we are, you know, human beings, we're meant to walk on our two feet. Um, and, and, you know, we're mobile that way. Once you land on your back or on your belly, on your side, you know, it's, it's not always obvious how you, how best to move. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, if I push you down on the ground right now, how, how are you going to wriggle out of that? You know, you might not know. No, so, I need, I need um, training on that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and, and it's not that it's that hard. Um, but you know, sometimes you just have to be shown, Hey, here's, here's some of the keys. This is how you drive. Um, yeah, that, that's really it. So, so it's, it's about staying mobile, uh, knowing how best, how to shield your pistol from the bad guy, right? Keep it away from him. Um, you know, for instance, right. I carry my pistol, on, you know, appendix, I'm a right-hander, so it's on the right-hand side of my, my uh, belly. And, you know, if I get knocked on the ground, I don't lay flat on my back because, and, th and this is a common problem, people are flat on their back and they try and move, but there's a whole lot of friction when you're flat on your back. Yeah. 
But if you simply t- turn more to your side, well, there's, there's less rubber on the road now. So you're, you know, there's less friction and you can move more freely. The additional benefit of that is now my pistol is I'm, I'm at least partially using the ground to shield my pistol, right? Both from sight, um, as well as physically, if he knows the pistol's there, it's harder for him to get, right? So the ground is my, at that moment in time, the ground is my friend. It's helping me retain the pistol. Now, Brent, let me ask you this. Do you find the carrying in the appendix position gives you any sort of advantage if the, if the fight goes to the ground? How do, how do I answer that? <laughs> well, way, yeah. without saying without saying a four letter explicative in front of yes, um, <laughs> yes. So four letter expletive yes. and then the word yes. Yes. <laughs> why? Uh, so I, why I does will... it give you such an advantage? Well, um, if you so if you carry strong side, mm-hmm. um, you know it, it's not so hard to draw when you're standing up, but it is harder to to draw from a seated position, right? Yes, it is. You know, it is. So now, instead of a seat, now you've got the, the ground, right? The ground is in the way. It's, it's, uh, and, but now it, it's not just that the seat is behind you impeding your arm movement, your elbow and so forth, but now your weight is also on it, right? If you're on your back and, and you're carrying, you know, just behind the hip, mm-hmm. um, now, now your body weight is impeding it too. So the drawing the pistol from strong side is much, much harder on the ground. Um, drawing from appendix is it's night and day. It's, it is no harder on the ground than it is standing up. It's infinitely it's easier when simple. you're on the ground, if you're carrying an appendix, right? Cause I, I, I'm thinking about this logically. It seems to me that there's probably fewer ways for, for the person on top of you to impede your draw. If you're drawing from appendix, than if you're drawing from strong side. It, 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 yes, I, I would agree for, with that. Um, it is, uh, you know, I, I don't, we all carry how we carry and, and, and appendix carry just, it simply does not work for some people. I understand that. Um, and, and I don't criticize people for how they carry, mm-hmm. but I will say for, for the particular problem we're talking about today, if you've been knocked to the ground, it is much, much easier to access your pistol from appendix. There's, there's no, it's a night and day difference. It's closer to your center line, right? Your hands are in front of you. It's easier to defend. It's easier to use your body to help. Um, you know, you, you don't just use your hands to retain the pistol, right? You might kind of curl up, uh, and then your, your belly and your legs can kind of sandwich that pistol and help retain it there. Um, ah, good point. You, know, you can push you can push your elbow down, you know, your strong side elbow, you can push that down into the grip of the pistol, but then your, your arm is a little bit T-rexed at that point, right? But you still got to, you, you, your forearm and your hands are free at that moment. So there's um, the, there are so many benefits to appendix carry versus strong side. It's, it's just, you know. As it, it relates, way. as it relates to fighting with your gun on the ground. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and some would argue that even just in general, even if you're standing, some people would argue the the, the extreme benefits of a of appendix carry as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know I've been carrying that way since uh, you know since well before I I 
even trained with Gabe. Uh, but when I started training with Gabe, you know, I, I you know, Gabe and I mesh very well. Um, you know, I, I listen to, you know, what Gabe has to say and, and more often than not, I'm like, yep, that's, I, I agree with that. I agree with what he said. Um, because it works because it's, it's practical. It's mechanically sound as well as tactically sound. Um, you know, and again, I'm, I'm not here to, to argue that, Hey, appendix is, you know, if, if you don't carry appendix, there's something wrong with you. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm no, I know just you're not. saying that. Yeah. Like, Physically, it is just simply easier <laughs> yeah. from a ground fighting perspective. Yeah. So kind of onto a different subject then. So when somebody is on the ground and and they they have your training, or at least they've got in the two days, they got the basics of your training. Give some people some ideas. What kind of what kind of advantages do they have after they spent two days with Brent Yamamoto? What kind of an advantage do you have now if you're on the ground? Now, well, you have a lot more confidence. Um, You know, if you, well, number one, you learn how to fall. Okay. And I don't care who you are. uh, Most of us will never get in in a real uh, life-threatening fight. Uh, But every one of us at some point during our lives, uh, particularly as we get older, at some point we're going to fall down. So the better you are at falling, and mitigating injury from a fall, you know, that that's worth the price of admission right there. Um, <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> it, well, it really is. It really is. Uh, you're not going to be an expert at that after only two days, but you know, I give you the tools and, and it's up for you to, you know, to, to take it further from there. But we do enough of it in two days that, you know, every, everyone can do it. Everyone is at least semi-competent at it. Uh, the other thing is, you know, the other side is falling of falling is getting back up and, you know, getting back up is a skill as applied to a gunfight. You know, when you get back up, you need to have at least one hand free on your pistol and be able to shoot while you get up. And, um, you know, I'm guessing you have done some of that with, with the force on force classes with John Payne. Yes. Shooting um, while you're getting there. up. Yes, we did. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I know that, um, you know, Gabe and, and John, well, we all teach, you know, a variation of, uh, kind of the Turkish getup, you know, it's a kettlebell exercise. I remember so that. You, yeah. You use that. Yeah. You use that same skill set with, uh, with the pistol, but there are other ways to get up that, um, you know, depending on the scenario, you know, you need both hands free. The Turkish getup, you, you only have one hand free. There's other ways to get up where you keep both hands free. Um, and, and sometimes that is the, you know, the more tactically sound thing to do. Yeah. Um, so more confidence, uh, ability to fall, ability to get back up, um, ability to, to know that you have some time, not a lot of time, right? A fight is, <laughs> a fight is a fast developing thing. So you don't have all the time in the world, but you, you know that you have some time to create the opportunity to draw your pistol uh, and you're not in a panic and access it too fast. Uh, you're a little smarter about it so that, so that you can do it in a way such that, such that the bad guy doesn't immediately thwart you. So you can slow him down. Well, so, so that you can, so that you can effectively get your pistol. Uh, you know, it doesn't do you any good to immediately go to your pistol and, you know, in such a way that he sees you doing it and then yeah. he can stop you. Um, 
you know, and if that means it takes a couple extra seconds, you know, 10 extra seconds, which is an eternity in the ground fight. But if that's what it takes to, you know, get that, that extra bit of time for the right opportunity to get it out, then that's what you do. Yeah. And that is an eternity. That's a long time. It's a long time. (laughs) Um, the other thing that's really useful is, uh, and, and students cut. I, I tell students this from, from the start of the class. I tell them what you, you need to relax. And, you know, when you're in a ground fight, it's, it's not relaxing like, say, when you're getting a massage, right? But it's, you need to, <laughs> as much as possible, relax your muscles. But that's got to be hard if because if you've been gone, if you've been knocked to the ground or fell to the ground, that's stressful. That's got to be hard to relax. It, it is. It is hard. It is hard. But um, but again, this is this is the benefit of the training because because you develop some confidence, because you develop some skill. Immediately, you are more relaxed than you would be otherwise. Ah, okay, okay. Um, and if you know if. If you are overly tense, you gas out much, much quicker, right? And within, I tell you what, within 30 seconds, you know, some people, they, they are just flat out done. They don't have any gas in the tank because they're, they're tensing all their muscles so hard. Um, the guys who are really good at groundwork, they can wrestle for 30 minutes. And, you know, it's not that they're not tired, but they're, you know, they're still going. They're still in the fight. So relaxation is... Uh, that's that's a big thing in the class, and you know, two days isn't very long, but the class moves at a pretty fast pace, and and people do get there, right? They get they get closer to the goal. That's pretty good. That's pretty interesting. You've covered a lot. I think you've made a lot of people think um, in this in this uh, this interview because uh, I, for one, I don't I don't get enough practice at this stuff. And I know that there's a pretty good chance that if I'm in a fight, it, it's going to go to the ground if it's a close quarter situation. Mm-hmm. And even if the bad yeah, guy, it's very possible. even if the one bad guy in front of me doesn't take me to the ground, he might have friends with him that, and one mm-hmm. of those friends might take me to the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or it could be as, as simple as you slip. <laughs> or I fell. Land there. I fell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, for uh, another example might be, um, you know, this, this recent, uh, church shooting in Texas, uh-huh. right at, at the moment that that kicked off, um, you, you know, the bad guy, he, he got his shotgun out and he shot a couple people while well, he wasn't actively targeting Jack Wilson at that second, right? He was, he was, you know, targeting others that were closer to him. And, and Wilson had the time that I would consider that a a proactive gunfight, right? He had the time, he was able to take some additional time to wait till the right moment so that everyone was out of the way and he was able to take his shot. And it was really a, a matter of marksmanship, right? I I would call that a proactive fight. Absolutely. But let's say in, in those split seconds that, you know, he is moving to position himself. Right. And in the meantime, well, you know, an, another churchgoer, they get in the way they're they're on the ground and he, you know, say he tripped over them and fell and, you know, creates a creates a sound. It draws the bad guy's attention. Well, next thing you know, you know, our hero now he's in a reactive gunfight because now he is being actively targeted. 
Okay. So even though there's a, there's a, a certain amount of distance involved, you know, at that moment for him, that is, that is a ground fight. You know, it's not the kind of ground fight we see in the UFC, but you know, he's on the ground and he has to take that shot from there. Ah, um, he has to shoot from the ground. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or and he that... has to get up quickly and get out of the way. Right. And, and get up without getting shot. And uh-huh. that's not easy to do. What? No, it's not easy to do, and so and neither one of those are easy to do. Shooting from the ground or or, or getting up and getting out of the way, it gets yourself in a better position right. to be able to take the shot. Right, right. So uh, you know, I remember talking about this, uh, you know, shortly after I, um, you know, I had designed the class, and I was talking about it online, and and an, an acquaintance of mine said, "Well, yeah, this is cool and all, but isn't this a really kind of niche sort of class?" and and I thought about that, and, and I'm like, well, yeah, it is, but the, the more I think about it, no, I, I don't think it is. Um, it, I'm not saying that every fight goes to the ground, because that's obviously not true. No. I'm not even saying that it's likely you'll end up on the ground, but it's absolutely something that's possible in a whole variety of scenarios, and it's a very, um, it, very high-risk problem. Right. You, you mentioned it yourself in those force on force scenarios that you you've trained. There were there were several times that you fell. Well, if that was a real gunfight. You were on the ground. I was. That's right. Right. And, you know, in the in a force on force class, the drill stops for safety reasons. Right? Mm-hmm. In the real world, the fight doesn't stop. Nope. So there's you know, I, I do believe that. I believe very strongly that this class, the material in it will save lives and it's, and it's, it's very useful for people. And even aside from the fighting material, uh, and, and the ground specific skills, it's, I know of no better way to test your equipment than, than this class, right? Because you're, you know, you're rolling around on the ground, you're under pressure, uh, you know, another guy is trying to take your gun, um, you know, how secure is your holster? How secure is your belt, your, uh, your spare magazine? Does your setup with your, um, uh, you know, with your knife, does that really work for you? Yeah, something uh, that maybe a lot, lot of, of people guys, don't think about. They, they don't, right? And, you know, and to be fair, um, under most circumstances, it's not a big deal. But what most people are used to is, you know, if, if they are shooting under pressure, the pressure is the clock, right? It's the competition. Yes. Um, you know, that, that's what most people are used to. They are, most people are much less used to the pressure of someone trying to knock you on your ass. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> most of us don't know yeah. what that's like, you know. Um, and, yeah. and, and even if we do know what it's like, most of us don't really train enough on how to get out of that situation. Right, right. Yeah. So and, since we're talking about... I think it's... Mm-hmm. Go ahead, oh, go Brent. Ahead. Well, I, w- I was just going to say, I, I don't think it's necessary that you have to do this kind of training all the time. Right. I mean, more training is better, right? The the more practice you get at stuff, the more mastery you gain, obviously more is better. But, you know, this is really that kind of skill set that, you know, once you've been through it once, it's a it is it is a quantum leap forward, right? You 
you've gone from zero to a hundred in skill level right now. Oh, you, yeah. you know, you may, it may not be as sharp a year later, two years, five years later, your skills aren't going to be as sharp, but you've still been through that training. You still kind of know what to do. And, you know, I don't, I, I don't so much teach techniques because you're not going to remember the techniques anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm, what I'm teaching are, are kind of common sense, um, fighting principles. And I, I think you have a lot better, you know, retention of, of those ideas. Uh, and more importantly, how do you, how do you, uh, make those ideas physical in the real world, right? Yeah. How do you apply them? Yeah. Um, because this kind of fighting, it, it happens too fast to really think about it, but it, it really does kind of get in your bones. And then you just, you know, it's like riding a bike. Once you've done it, you do know how to do it. And some of it will come back to you. Yeah. Okay. So talk about your classes. Uh, I think this is a good stopping point. So talk about the classes you have coming up, because I'm sure you got some people interested in them by now after this interview. So where are you teaching? <laughs> yeah, hope so. Uh, yeah. Well, I've got two classes coming up next month. Uh, the first one is in Woodenville, Washington. I'm teaching that at, uh, at my dojo, Northwest Martial Arts. Um, and that's February 8th and 9th. Uh, and then at the end of the month, I'm teaching in Lenexa, Kansas, February 29th and March 1st. Okay. Um, so, you know, basically the, the class, it covers a bunch of material. Uh, primarily, we will be working with with blue guns, any, any kind of fake guns are appropriate. Uh, cert pistols are fantastic. They work great in this class. Um, for portions of the class I do. And, and this is gonna, <laughs> this is gonna make some people a little gun shy, but, uh, we do work with real pistols because, you know, you need to feel what that's like. Um, but, you know, we have very strict safety protocols. I, I don't want any ammunition in the building. I make people put barrel inserts in the barrels so that, you know, we can, we can see that there's, there's no way there's going to be a, um, you know, any kind of a accidental gunshot wound. Right. Uh, Good. So it's, it, it's safe. Um, but, you know, there is something about having a real pistol pointed at you versus having a rubber gun pointed at you. Yeah. (laughs) It is a different experience. It is a different experience. Even though you know it's not, there's no real danger, it is different. And not only the person being pointed at, but the person pointing it. Because, you know, a lot of guys are good shooters. Uh, You know, you put thousands of of rounds down range. Uh, How many of us, have actually pointed a real person, a, a real pistol at a real person. You know, um, it, it flat out makes some people very uncomfortable. And, you know, I, I, I wouldn't recommend it unless you're, you're training with people who you trust very closely, but, you know, under, under good supervision with, with people who are used to this kind of training, um, it, it's a hundred percent safe. And it is a, I think it, it's a leap forward for, every person who, who does it right. Because you, you know what it's like. It's with your own pistol. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do have people, uh, you know, we do, we do it, we slow it down, right. Because there's things like front sights that are very sharp. Oh yeah. Right. Um, they and are. we want to avoid injury, but we, we do go through some training iterations where you're using the real pistol 
And, you know, we force people to, you know, do things like malfunction clearing. Because you can't do that with a cert pistol or a rubber gun. You got to do that with a, you know, a real gun. That's right. Um, so you you need to know what that feels like, uh, and a little bit I think goes a long ways. Um, so it does. So you got these I'll, two I'll classes. Leave it at that. Yeah, leave it at that for now. You got the two classes coming up in February, and uh, in Washington, and also in Kansas. And Brent, if you don't mind, uh, well, first of all, I'm going to find I'm going to I'm going to find those registration links, <clears throat> excuse me, on Suarez International, and I'll put those links in the show notes to make it real easy for people to find. All they have to do is go to the awesome. notes Thank for you. this episode. You're welcome. You're welcome. You deserve that uh, for for donating your time. And also, the other thing I'm going to do is, I, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you to stick around because there's more questions I have about this about this subject. And uh, a lot of people that are on the Shooters Club that are members of ours uh, that that basically support this show, they deserve to hear a lot more of the of the nitty gritty. I would say so. Can you stick around for a little bit, little bit more for the Shooters Club folks? Absolutely. Okay. Yep, happy to do so. Thanks. Okay. Good. Well, for the anyway, for this, I want to close by saying. Um, I'm, I'm excited to meet Brent. It's my goal in 2020 to take one of your classes and, and do some pistol ground fighting, which I have not done enough of since I took the force on force class. And, um, I'm not sure exactly when, but, but I want to meet you. Mm -hmm. I want to take your class and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And this, this was an awesome interview. You got me thinking about some things I, I just haven't thought of before. Okay, well that's cool. That's that, that's that's my goal. Thank you. You you're welcome coming on. Thanks for coming on, folks. This this was Brent Yamamoto, Suarez International Pistol Ground Fighting, and he teaches a lot of other um, classes at Suarez International. And uh, Brent, thanks again for your time. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Wow, that was good stuff. Many thanks to Brent Yamamoto, and I'm going to post links in the show notes. To his classes so if you want to get signed up I, I plan on this year taking one of his classes I don't think I'll be able to make it to the two that he mentioned in this interview but I want to go to one of his ground fighting classes because it's it's training you don't really see offered very much and you know some instructors will put like a ground fighting segment into their training class but they don't normally they don't spend a whole day or two uh, so I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, as you heard, I asked him about upcoming classes. And later this year, I'm sure he's going to have some more. It's probably going to be worth making a trip. So Brent, thank you very much. And folks, if you want to get signed up for Brent's pistol ground fighting classes, please check out the show notes here for episode 495. And I'll put direct links in there. And also on the forum at Warrior Talk, if you want to see what other people are saying about this class you can read that on the internet forum uh, for warriortalk.com as well i'll put a link in the show notes for that a special treat for all you shooters club members you probably heard at the end of the interview that brent stuck around and stayed on the line with me and gave a real good interview for the shooters club members and he he kind of went a little bit deeper into this subject of, of fighting on the ground with your gun. And he even got into specifics about equipment and techniques and things like that. All you Shooters Club members, you're going to enjoy that. If you're not a member of the Shooters Club, get signed up for only $8 a month or $75 a year. 
at ShootersClubMembers.com. It's a great way for you to get really good content that you can learn from, exclusive content. Ben Branham and I kind of have this as a joint venture. You're supporting both of our shows by doing that, but you're learning a lot at the same time, and I appreciate that. Also, remember, do your Amazon shopping through my Amazon store at HandgunWorld.com. HandgunWorld.com Amazon store. Just two clicks before you actually go on to your your Amazon account, and you're helping me, and you don't have to spend any extra money. I, I'd appreciate that. Remember the voicemail number for the show. If you want to call in a comment or a question, 210-646-1727. 210-646-1727. I'd love to have you on the show. Many people have called in voicemails, real interesting ones, by the by the way, and I'll do the best I can to answer or comment on them. Finally, don't forget to leave an iTunes review, a written review, if you do use iTunes or Apple Podcasts to get this show. I'd appreciate that as well. Coming up February 1st, I might have another interview for you, or I'm going to be doing a pretty cool review of one of my firearms, and I want to add some things to a previous review I did on the same gun. So I'll just let you think about that one for a while. But again, hope you enjoyed Brent Yamamoto from Suarez International. Some eye-opening stuff, for sure. With all that said, folks, remember, evil does not exist in the holster. It exists in the hearts of men and women. One more thing, I had a chance to be a part of a a church security training program uh, last Saturday. So I'll talk about that on the February 1st episode. Uh, I was actually kind of a consultant and one of the role players at a church security training event. Uh, Quite interesting. Another eye-opening experience. Okay, remember to shoot straight, shoot safe, and I'll talk to you next time. And don't forget to read your Bible every day. Goodbye.